Welcome to the Playbook Podcast. My name's Mikey. And I'm Geordie, and we love to talk sports. We take a relaxed approach, love to banter, and express our passionate opinions. Not only do we love chatting amongst ourselves, but we occasionally get the views from important characters in the sporting world. So let's dive in. Yeah, baby! I feel it's necessary to preface that we're drinking 150 lashes today. In the uh, best category, for those that tuned into the article, Ridiculous. where it belongs, obviously. It doesn't. So I was saying to Geordie before that, you don't want to bring, like, 50 lashes reminds me of the pub. I don't necessarily need to bring the pub home. And I completely disagree because why wouldn't you want to bring the pub home? The pub is synonymous with a good time, you have the environment, and why wouldn't you want to be surrounded by that? I agree with that aspect. But I just think there are better beers. And if you're going to have a better beer in, in a relaxed home environment with dinner or doing a podcast per se, you know, I, I, I just, there are better beers. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not angry. It's fine. You know what? I think we can disagree with that, that there are better beers since this is in the best category. You can't really get that much <laughs> better than it. But you know what? I'll take your opinion. But... If you say you don't want the pub feel, right, and you don't want to bring the pub to you, it's kind of, if you think about it like this, it's like that dentist clean feeling. You know how they advertise, like, the toothbrushes, like, the Mm. Colgate and stuff? They say, bring the dentist clean feel to your home. It's like the pub. It's like, bring the pub to you. Have a 50 (laughs) lashes. Oh, God. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree. So let's talk about EPL, sports. That's why we're here. Let's do it. What's happening? Mate, Liverpool, I guess champions but it's a shame they'll have an asterisk next to him <laughs> but yeah oh just that clock mentality there's something about it he is just on another level better than guardiola well like if you think about Klopp, what he he's obviously had to go through quite a fair bit of money to get the squad that he wanted but his squad is if you compare on paper guardiola and Klopp squads, even over the years as well, like back to Dortmund. Yeah. Guardiola has been blessed with managing the best teams in the world. Even he says it himself that the reason he's so good is thanks to he has amazing players. Klopp started this journey with, you know, above average players, not title contenders, and now they're unbelievable with some savvy investment and Klopp's strategy making them better. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you also have to give credit to Guardiola how he's always maintained that level of just dominance. Well, not to say dominance because they obviously didn't dominate this season, but always that high level of standard that he just maintains all the time. Mm. And the brand of football that he has, just that tiki-taka, it's just so good to see. But yeah, how's your Arsenal going? Are you actually beat Liverpool? Not bad. Not bad, let me tell you. Not horrible. So you think about Arteta... He's come in horrible circumstances. What, what would you do if you if you are Arteta? You're coming in. I mean, I am. He's been booed off the ground. Yeah. What's the first change that you make? You come I, in. What do you do? I think it's a personnel change. I think the squad that Arsenal rolls with isn't particularly great. You look at the defense; nothing looks good. You look at the midfield; Shaq is in there. That's already a big no. Your forwards. Brilliant, but uncertainty surrounding Aubameyang. you got Saka coming in through the ranks, which is lovely to see, but I think you just need to change something up in the personnel. I feel, But I think that's the excuse every season. Surely there's got to be something else. For sure. Oh, there's, there's a cultural issue at Arsenal, but how I think of it, you take Aubameyang and Lacazette out of the team and you look at their squad on paper, they could be 
and 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 let's say they played for all these players played for Burnley, right? You'd look at them and say, you know, that's they 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 that's Burnley standard, sure. You know, maybe an Everton standard. Okay. But, like, if you're looking at Arsenal as a top, now, six contender, it's not good enough, even for top six. And, like, I guess the expectation from fans is much higher than the expectation internally. It must be, because the quality's not there. It's not there. And is it going to improve? I don't know. When you look at other teams, right, you look at United, Chelsea, City, Liverpool, even Wolves and Leicester, I'd be worried, right? They're teams that are just progressing. You see Chelsea, the signings that they've made. United are looking pretty good. You see Greenwood, the guy's a superstar. Liverpool, City, I think they speak for themselves. And Leicester and Wolves are quality sides. Like, you guys might be stuck down there for a while. You're in a pickle. We're in a big pickle, let me tell you. We're in trouble in the short term. However, if you look at the way Arsenal's been playing under Arteta, I saw a stat today that we've conceded 18 goals from our last 18 games. That's pretty good. And under under Unai Emery, it was 27 goals over 18. It's his last 18 games. So it's a 33% reduction in goals conceded, which is huge. Yeah. Massive. Massive. We've been hard to score against. We I haven't agree. lost at home since Arteta's come in. So I guess we're going in the right direction, but there's only so much you can do with, with shit players. Yeah. So what did you say? It was the past 18 games. Over the last 18 wow, games. Wow, that's 18 goals. Yeah, only one goal a game. Definitely. For that team. For that team with Dominic Louise team. and Masafi there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Exactly. But you just think, add another player in that defence, add someone a bit solid. Yeah, Thomas Party. You get Upemecano. And it, you think of Liverpool getting Van Dyke, Fabinho, maybe Allison. We've already got Bern Leno. He's one of our best players. Transforms the team. Really? So Upemecano transforms the team? Is that how you even pronounce it? Upemecano. Upemecano. Something like that. You never know. I don't know. Anyway, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot going on in Arsenal. Yeah, and lot I guess going on. Time will tell. Room for improvement, but... I guess you're trending nicely, but yeah. So let's change paths. Let's hop on the racing track. (laughs) Yeah. The F1. Sure. So, Jordy, what do you think about the latest F1 results? Second Austria. Second Austria. You know what it is. It's the Mercedes domination. That's all it is. Lewis Hamilton, Bottas as well. Doesn't get the credit he deserves, but the guy's a superstar of a driver as well. So, you know what? We predicted this, and this was expected. They're just too dominant, and especially with Ferrari in their kind of... Ferrari is in a slump, and it was expected. Red Bull, they're kind of stepping up. Verstappen, great driver, but it's just going to be Mercedes 1-2 or 1-3 every time. So as a more casual fan, only a year year I've been following the sport, Mm -hmm. I used to look at F1 and think, what a boring sport. Same winners every week. Yeah. The best cars have the best drivers. What's the point of watching when it's so... The winner is so clear, sure. even from the start. It's almost unfair. But then I had to think, and I love the EPL, as we spoke about earlier, and I thought, well, that's unfair too, isn't it? The best clubs have the most money, and they spend the most money and get the best players. I think that's... So what's the, what's the big deal? Anyway, so that's how I now look at F1. From a racing standpoint, from this most recent race, McLaren... Clear favourite for that middle of the pack. Again, midfield? I think the yeah. midfield 
They're very good. They're very Wonderful. good. And it's awesome to think that Ricardo is going into oh, that car. so nice. How nice is that? So nice. The guy didn't finish in Austria's first race. It's a problem with the car. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know? Like, just get Again. him out of this car. Just get him out. Put him in a McLaren. Because Lando Norris is killing it. I think he's second in the driver championship for this year, right? Unbelievable. It's insane. It's unbelievable. So, when you think about it, I, I just find it crazy to think you might have a great driver like Ricardo at Renault and he can't finish races because the car malfunctions. You know, that's no doing of his. It's so hard to judge in that way. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The quality of a driver when a car keeps malfunctioning. Yeah, definitely. But I tell you what will be really telling if he doesn't perform at McLaren. Oh, it's then you, his career will be over. This is a real turning point in his career and this will either make it or break it. This can either propel him forward or, you know what, that's, that's the end of it. He could fizzle out like Vettel is at the moment. You never know. But to be fair, it is more interesting than ever. I feel, I feel the midfield contest is unbelievable. Where are Ferrari going to go from here? It's going to be a long rebuild. Going to be a very long rebuild. It's like Arsenal. Yeah, similar to Arsenal, <laughs> definitely. But you know what? They're, they've set the right framework. They've got the young drivers coming in. Leclerc and um, Carlos Sainz. Mate, you know where they can go from here. You're working with two great drivers. you got to get a good car. That's it. Two great drivers and a lot of potential there. So they'll definitely come back. I've got no doubt. They've got the money. They've got the financial backing. Drivers, quality, everything's there. It makes sense for them to come back. It's just when. For sure. So I had a bone to pick, Geordie. I know we were talking about AFL in the last podcast with Tom Morris. And I think about the Swans. The Swans are going through a rebuild. Similar to what Ferrari and Arsenal have to go through. And the Swans have been playing young players for a few years now. But all of them, but every one of them, they're just scrawny and skinny. They look out of place. They get the ball, they get tackled so easily, they make bad decisions, they don't look like they're making the right, they're not going in the right direction, they don't seem ready for AFL football. You look at other teams, you look at North Melbourne, who aren't actually doing so well at the moment, but their young kids are playing well. Jai Simpkin, Cam Zerha, Zerha, he's a bull, he, he comes out of the under-18s, and he's just a bull. He's a tank. You look at Bailey Smith for the Bulldogs, and he's a tank. He's ready to go. The Swans have been going through a rebuild. But I worry it's not the right direction. Well, when you think of rebuilds, it's always focused on youth. And it's focused on new players coming through the ranks. Yes, you look at managers and you look at the people that are in charge. I'm just taking this from a, you know, backseat, not being as much of an AFL fan as you are, but it sounds like from what you've been telling me and from what I know, that they are taking the necessary steps to improve, but we're just not seeing the results. I don't know exactly what that's based upon. Maybe it's the manager. Maybe the kids do have the talent and they are young. So is it a bad mix with integrating senior players with younger players? Maybe there's too many younger players on the field and that's... Is, 100%. I don't know. So Swans have had a mass exodus of senior veteran players who played in grand finals and were wonderful players for the club and contributed to the the 15-year consecutive finals, making of finals, until last season. However, they've all retired. There's only a few left. And a majority of the field, we, we, we put out the 
second youngest side last week. But you look at Nick Blakey, you're Justin McInerney. You know, Jake Lloyd is no longer a young player. He, he was tipped to go to Gold Coast for five dollars this in the off-season a year and a half ago. But he's not. He's a good distributor, but he's not big enough. He's not good enough. He can't defend, and he plays a defensive role, and he gets picked out every week. I'm sick of watching it. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that I don't really watch it. So I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I have to, I have to endure this every week, honestly. <laughs> Ah, uh, God. When When is that new SFS stadium being built? Do you know? Well, it's been being built for a long time. They're still going through with it because they stopped the ANZ one, but they're still going through the SFS one. Yeah. And I don't know the timeline, but not soon. There's nothing going on. No, not soon. Flat. Oh, nothing there. That's such a shame. No cranes. Because A-League starts up soon. You know what's actually so brilliant, especially with the A-League starting up? With all these foreign players have to go home, right? Well, a lot of them. I'm not too sure the whole legality of it all. But because of Corona, there's going to be more opportunity for younger talent to seep through the ranks. And that'll be really good to see. So when A-League starts, I don't know the exact date, but should expect some young players to start playing, which will be really good to see. I've got one in mind for you, Geordie. Geordie Swivel. Uh-huh. Young player at Sydney FC. He's a man in the Jewish community, as we know. Guy's a legend. I hope, I hope he gets a lot of game time. What, what if? He's, he, I, I've seen him come off the bench a few times here and there. Sydney FC, where are they going to sit at the end of the year? Ninkovic, did he go home? Surely he's set up here. I think he's set up here. You know what? Thank we can God. double check that. I love that, that guy. Maybe we'll edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Where's, where's Sydney FC going to be? Hopefully first. Top of the ladder. Surely. They're bloody They're unbelievable. Dominant. Adam LaFondra. Yeah. Dominant. They're dominant. They're dominant performers. But that would be awesome to see. Man, I just miss the whole stadium atmosphere so much. Yeah. I haven't been... When last... What was the last game that you went to? Last week. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I went to Geelong, Brisbane at the SCG. Last week? As a member, yeah. As a member with Ollie. Yeah? Uh, What's it like? listeners know Ollie. (laughs) Anywho, yeah. Oh, it's great. You have to sit at least two seats apart from anyone else. You get allocated a row, not a seat. You sit anywhere on the row as long as you're not two seats next to someone else. Sure. Yeah, it was great. So Wonderful. You just yes. beers, good chat. You know what's interesting about small crowds is that you can really hear the funny comments from the crowd. Really? You really hear them. The like, sound travels. Everyone laughs and it's great. You can't yeah. really hear the players scream, can no, you? No, you can. You can? It's that spread out. You can hear, yeah, you hear the you think talk, of an you hear AFL, the right? You think of an AFL pitch, that, that's pretty big, you know? Only when they're close, relatively close to you, I'd say. Like, the big hits in the middle of the ground, we could actually hear. But the talking, you hear when it's back, down in your end, right in front of you. Right, so you, like, on the barrier? No. No? Nah. Wow, and the sound travels that well. That well. We that's were second, pretty... one level up as well. Really? Yeah, it's great. Not bad. Not bad. I'm trying to think. Oh, was, it was great. When was the last time you went? Yeah, I was trying to think. I think the last game, oh, this was this was in December. I think my last live sports game. And you know what it was? December, yeah. It was a college football game. It was a bowl game. It was Iowa versus University of Southern California. The Trojans. No way, USC. U- USC. Mad. Such a good game. What was the score? Oh, I 
don't remember the score. God, you But useless. Iowa won. <laughs> Iowa won, and they were playing in San Diego. No way. And who did you go with? Like, oh, it was a friend. A friend, yeah. I meant like a more meant. What do you mean? What were you doing in San Diego? So. I was there, so my friend had a little place there and she invited me to go to this ball game and just see San Diego. Because uh-huh. I hadn't seen San Diego before, but very underrated place. No one speaks of it. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of LA. San Diego, insane. Mm. Really like it. Mad. Would go again. Would, but, keen to go. But there's something so special about college football. I should write an article about it. Honestly, like yeah. why I prefer college football to NFL. Stay updated. That will come. That is, it's such, it's such a good, not a sport because the, the football's a sport, a sport, but it's just, oh, I've got, <laughs> it's, it's just such a good system. There's something about college football and the excitement that it brings, the atmosphere is better. I'm giving away the whole article, but you have a certain affinity towards a college football team rather than what I feel, you know, you're going for a business. Like, yes, a university is a business, but you go for like one of these like football teams and it feels like, ah. Oh, it's not as authentic. I see what you're saying. I, I guess the part you must like the most is that they don't get paid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not. <laughs> I think there's some reform coming uh, in where they actually are getting paid. Thank I think God. I, I think I did see as something. As in, no, I, f- I, I fully get the idea that because they're playing for, for your university, they're also students at, your, at the university like you are. Exactly. So you can connect to them so much more as not saying that you could be them one day, but you're almost on their level. They just happen to be amazing at football or whatever sport they do. So you can understand, like, your affinity. You both support, you both have a love for the same thing. You share a common interest. Absolutely. And you know what? There's something people together. And there's something so raw about it. Like, when I was at one of the bars, I saw one of, like, the top, like, basketball players for the college team just having a beer. And I was like, I just... Of course I went up to him, but <laughs> let him know the guy's a beast. But there's something about it. And there's something just so raw and authentic about college sport. The atmosphere, just the tailgating, everything about it. It's just so good. Yeah, there's something very different. Like for basketball, when March Madness comes around, it's something special. Special things happen with March Madness. And people, not only are they playing for... they're Not, not only are they playing in front of massive crowds, bigger than usual... They have national attention, huge viewership. They know it's, it's almost as much viewership as, as an NBA final series. Not only is it an opportunity for them to make their school proud, but it's also an opportunity for them to actually present themselves as players, whether they go pro in the, in the NBA or overseas. Because I guess most players that play Division One college don't make it in the NBA, of course, and they go overseas to play. That's it. So for people that don't know, March Madness, that's like the pinnacle of college basketball. It's a knockout competition with the best teams and it is just an incredible sporting event. Action-packed every day. 100%. Yeah. It's college sport. I'm telling you, college Something sport. Something special is, about college sport. I got to agree with you there. It's so good. It is so good. Need more of it. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Playbook podcast. You know what? A little shout out. I'm going to introduce this segment. Single mate shout out. Joshua Goodman. The guy's a surf instructor. <laughs> Someone hit him up, please. The guy's an absolute legend. Single mate shout out. There you go. I've got to say, I've met a lot of people over my time. Goodman is one of the best people I know. So, you know what? He's there. Take him. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. Um, Apple Podcasts as well. I think you can rate on Apple Podcast. 
five star, leave a cheeky comment. Say how Mikey smells and I'm awesome. I'm pretty smelly. So something along those lines helps us out, I guess. Why not? You're, you're listening to it anyway. The app's open. Just, you may as well. So thanks for listening to the Playbook Podcast. Speak to you soon.